Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Howdy, how's it going? Oh, it's good, it's good. Um, I am wondering how it is like, like weather-wise, are you guys still freezing your butts off? I was talking to a client today. It's miserable. It is like an autumn, winter's day. I went to go for a walk on Sunday and no shit, honestly, had I put up an umbrella because it was raining. And the wind was so strong, I couldn't even keep the umbrella up. So oh. I literally said to my friend, I was like, this is not going to work, is it? <laughs> so we turned around, uh, went to sat in a lovely hotel on the seafront and watched the terrible weather whilst having a nice coffee instead. Oh, so, hopefully yeah. with some Baileys or Kahlua or something inside. Well, no, I was driving, so it was just coffee. <laughs> oh, very good. Sometimes but it was coffee. very nice if you haven't had a nice latte for a while. So. Oh, gosh, yes. gosh, yes. Yes, yeah, very good. Oh, oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, yeah. Yes, yeah. no, I've had enough. I'm over it now. Thank you. Mm, I just hope that you guys have this long summer at the end of summer to make up yeah. with the summer that's been like uh, a spring and fall. Yeah. If spring and fall had a baby, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, indeed. Yes. Well, How about you? Well, I went on my first paddle in quite some time because I've been oh, traveling nice. around. Uh, on Lake Ontario yesterday. Um, it was great uh, because um, it was not windy, but because of so much boat traffic and because the mm. lake, it's a massive lake. It's like it's its a sea, but it's essentially a bathtub because it's kind of a contained body of water. Yeah. And so the waves were really rock and roll. It was, it was like l- literally being on a roller coaster the whole time. So it was quite challenging, but not windy as in pushing me mm. here and there. And so it was just delightful. It was just on the edge of too much, but it was so wonderful. And the water was not hot, not warm, but not cold. Mm. It was great. Sounds like it's very good for your core muscles. Oh, I tell you, I am walking around like an <laughs> elderly 105 year old, like, um, not my back, but just my thighs. Mm. Cause I spent the yeah. whole like three hours just like, uh, in wow. a crouch position. Cause I have to mm. keep my balance. Um, I feel ripped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I made up for it by eating a bunch of chocolate. So it's perfect. Oh, very good. Very good. Don't do that guys. Just remember exercise. (laughs) It's not a weight loss tool. Why? Because I was like, I worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I can now stuff my face. See, right? Exactly. All right. Tell us what is going on at the relationship desk of love. Okay. So. Today's Relationship Desk of Love. I read this very interesting article about how, as we age, we become more introverted. Oh, this is fact. I see this with clients. Tell me more. So this is what it was saying, right? So it starts off, so it was talking about how, obviously, kind of when you're younger, then you're just kind of a lot more gregarious, you go out more, it's kind of like Mm -hmm. party central. And then as you get older, you begin to, um, what it says here describes you, you begin to sort of mellow like a fine wine. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so it says um, people become more emotionally stable, agreeable and conscious than they were in their kind of youth. And they start to leave some of those kind of more extrovert behaviors behind. 
And then um, it does, you know, it says that we are more self-contained, we need less um, socialising and excitement to be happy. So we really kind of discover the things that bring us true happiness and true, true joy. But then what I thought was interesting was it goes on to kind of talk about the fact that um, actually kind of when you're young, the being more extroverted really helps you because it helps you to build these social connections, helps you to form relationships because you're more kind of likely to be kind of outgoing. But as you get older and you move kind of through your life and you maybe kind of start to get married, you have kids, like there's no way you could be the same person. So you naturally mm. have to, um, you know, nature, you know, is that kind of just nature kind of playing its part to say, no, mm. you know, we need to become kind of a bit more self-assured, a bit more comfortable with the space that we're in and move into kind of more of that introverted um, phase. Mm. I, I think it's multifactorial. Mm. I think that is true. Um, I've spoken with people who the futility of just sort of the party, like authenticity becomes mm. increasingly more important. Yeah. So kind of just faffing about and talking shit over beers, it just, it loses its appeal. People yeah. want to go deep, not wide. Um, they have limited time. So they're obviously mm. sort of juggling friendships yeah. with, uh, family responsibilities. It, the fine wine part, it is, it is consolidating the quality over the quantity yeah. big time. I, yeah, I mean, the, the thing that I noticed, you know, a lot recently, I'm, I'm becoming very, um, very reflectful and very grateful. So like, I mm. kind of almost practice gratitude now without even really thinking about it. Like, mm. I really like savor some of those kind of moments that happen in your life where you mm. just think that was you know, that was just kind of the best. I'm really kind of blessed to have that, whether it's a kind of a relationship with a, with um, your partner or a relationship with friends or mm. moments in time that you've spent together that you've just really, really enjoyed it and you wake up the next morning and you're still kind of brimming with mm. excitement and happiness and the joy that you got from a particular experience. And I think as you get older, you start to kind of do a lot more of that. And then, hmm. you know, there is, you, I can genuinely see how you would kind of slip into more introversion where hmm. you need less, um, less busyness and less activity in your life, hmm. but you need those kind of quality moments. It's a bit like eating, you know, really having a really nice dark piece of quality chocolate oh. and you just have one square. Yes. And you savor it and you really enjoy it. And then, yes. you know, when you're ready and it doesn't have to be straight away, you can have kind of another square, but you're not going to eat the whole bar in one sitting. Yes. It it really is like an American buffet of honestly crappy quality food as opposed to mm. the, the way the French eat, which is high cream, high fat. Um, yes, where there's just so much quality packed in the tiniest mm. things. Totally. This, this is exactly what, and we hear that all you need is five good friends. If you were in college, you'd be like, what? Uh, uh, that sounds terrible. But yeah. no, I mean, it's just five good friends, one hand. That's all you See, need. You like five's quite low. <laughs> I know. I mean, uh, some of us would be like, oh, that's actually a lot of upkeep. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, um, it validates a lot of us. Cause I, I think, um, there's a lot of people who are transitioning in their career to, they've sought a lot of refuge in their career. They may mm. even have a lot of friends in their career, especially yeah. if there's a toxic job and there's some trauma bonding. So you've mm. got your work husband, your work wife with, by, yeah, the, yeah. by the way, which is ridiculous and horrible. That's for another topic, <laughs> another day. Um, 
but yeah, where you're kind of trauma bonded with a bunch of people at work, but are they really your friends? Like if you mm. really, so I, I have a lot of people who are rethinking everything. Yeah. When I shut off my computer, who do I hang out with and what mm. plans do I make? And if it's not high quality and I kind of bear myself and work, what is that saying? Mm. Yeah, indeed. It's time to take a look-see. Totally. Yep. Tis the season. A lot mm. of people are doing that. Yeah, it's indeed. It's like the spring clean of their friendships. Maybe it happens in summer. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, all right. Okay. Oh, the relationship desk has been popping. What? <laughs> nice. Always bringing it for you, my love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you like a hot topic? Yes, let's do it. Do you remember what we're doing there? <laughs> like, oh yeah, what are we here to talk about? <laughs> what? Okay, today's hot topic. Redefining your happily ever after. <gasps> oh, please, it's about time. God. <laughs> oh, I'm sick of this. Okay, oh. yes. Um... Live, laugh, love. Oh my gosh, those block. <laughs> yes, okay. So first of all, I would like to throw out there the controversial statement that there's no such thing as a happily ever after. Oh, okay. And happily ever after tells me that all of the challenges have been overcome. The hard part is done. Uh, now you stand at the threshold of a life together. And happily ever after means all of your work is complete. And now you get to bask. It's much like retirement. Anybody who retires and thinks that, oh, there'll be no more challenges in life. That's why a bunch of people are rethinking retirement. Because there's no such thing as happily ever after. There's constant work. As Phil Stutz told Jonah Hill, one of the three... Truths of the human existence are constant work. So happily every after, I want us to re-script that to happy working every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. I'm going to go against that a little bit because mm -hmm. I, whilst I agree that, you know, we've always got to be kind of looking at things, we've got to understand the parts that we're playing in, um, in our relationships and the connections that we create. I think we've got to play that part that we understand kind of who we are but I think that that does get to a point where challenges yes they're always going to come however it will get to a position if you kind of put in the right steps in place and you seek to understand each other in the right way that you are much more easily able to deal with those challenges that come up you feel safer you feel more mm. connected you feel like you are more equipped to be able to handle the things that life throws at you Mm. So I, I think maybe there is a happy ever after. Okay. How would your happy, how would that look like for you? Or it, maybe sort of the generic you? Yeah, I think it comes down to that kind of real psychological safety in a relationship. Uh, like an ability to totally be who you are, to express yourself, to not have any fears around the things that you share or the things that you want to discuss. Um, you know, we were sat the other day, we were having a conversation about something and my partner says, oh, I love this about us, that we can talk about, you know, X, Y, Z. Hmm. And then I said, I don't think there's anything that we couldn't talk about. I mean, hmm. that's not to say that we always get communication right, because we absolutely don't. But, hmm. um, you know, there are times when it's... In, and so I agree that we are kind of work in progress. But definitely I can see in the time that we've been together in a relationship, things have developed and grown so much that 
things that would have been an issue previously just simply aren't anymore. Hmm. Hmm. And I think it is important to recognize that, to see kind of how far you've come. And um, and that can take years, right? These aren't things that kind of happen overnight. But I do think it's it's possible to get to a point where those kind of, those issues and those niggles and those kind of things that would create a kind of, you know, a bit of a shitstorm in a relationship just are no longer there anymore. And there's, you know, you're replaced with a, with happiness and contentment, but not in a kind of way that I am taking you for granted, in a way that I really kind of express that gratitude for the connection and the relationship that we've got together. Mm. Okay. I mean, I think, I think <laughs> I on the like, climb. no. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's resting spots, just like every night when you're climbing Everest, you have to sleep somewhere. And there's a time where the the snowstorms kind of calm and you find a cave and it's a little bit of respite. I mean, I don't want to say that like, it's always going to be like a battle in the ring or like a climb up a hostile mountain. But um, I would say that, yes, there's times where you can sit back and enjoy the fruits of your labor, but then you're always going to head into another season of there's something that has changed that's new there's a new challenge before us it's mm. challenging us to sort of flex our muscles again um so i think that there's a mix maybe of both of our viewpoints uh my friends mm. who have been together for a number of years they say um we will stay together while the going is good we will stay together while it's good until it's not good but what they say after that is and every day we're going to wake up and make it good Mm. And it seems to have worked for them. They've been on together yeah. for over a decade. Um, but that's the thing is like actively making it good. I, I think that's the, the yeah. thing that I'm learning is like, as things feel easier, that's not the time to take the pedal off of the effort. That's where I've shut the bed before. Mm. I, I know what you're saying, but this is just about being kind of more consciously aware about the things that are happening in your relationship. And mm. every day, as you say, waking up to try and kind of make that relationship good. Like I'm going to contribute. I'm going to, I'm going to play my part in this. I'm going to be kind of the the best person that I can be to make this yeah. relationship the best relationship it can be. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's about, for me, kind of redefining your happiness, I think is about, it wouldn't be about kind of, I'm in a space where things are never challenge us. That's not what I'm saying at all. But if I'm going to redefine a, a happy ever after, it's that, I feel kind of totally secure in my relationship. I feel free to be able to express myself. And I feel like my partner's kind of got me. Mm, I agree with that. And I think one more thing for me as an anxiously attached person is we can hit road bumps and I know that it's not going to be the end of us and we can make it through. Yeah. And that's the secure attachment, right? It's like, I feel, I feel that safety. I feel like, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I feel like whatever comes our way, you and I together will be able to deal with that. And if there's something that I need support with, I feel like you've got my back. Oh, yeah, that feels very happily ever after. <laughs> it's got a very happily ever after tint to it. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I will set, I will accept that and take it. That's exactly what I mean, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know that one we have a disagreement. I know, I know, absolutely. I keep thinking about you in the garden furniture, although I imagine with the rain and the blistery winds uh, that that's not happening every night, but that you would go out into the garden together and be like, isn't the garden looking lovely? Isn't that wonderful? That's happily ever after. 
Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, that is our, we did actually have a um, brief glimmer of sunshine at the weekend and uh, we went straight outside to sit in the garden. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and we're just like, this is kind of like our happy place. We've created a space inside mm-hmm. of our home, well, outside of our home, but that is kind of a, you know, a really nice kind of happy place for us. Hmm. And we can go and we can chat and we can, you know, it's a great place to just connect and have conversations and, hmm. you know, just... I don't know, to talk about anything without any kind of agenda. There's no kind of like um, kind of hidden meaning to anything. It's just like mm. have a conversation, have mm. a laugh. You know, fun is, is a strong value of both of ours. So mm. it's mm. a nice place to just hang out and have fun. Mm. Beautiful. And you, you know, you and you should be able to create that in your relationship. You know, if we use that as a metaphor, mm. like you want your relationship to be kind of, you know, a space that brings you happiness and mm-hmm that's what you're looking for that's what you're trying to create every day you know what's funny is that um i am just gonna put it out there i'm gonna say that i feel this now this is what Mm. i personally am experiencing yeah yes and it's a bit once you kind of see it you can't unsee it right that is exactly exactly it yeah that is exactly it. I, I'm currently experiencing something I never have seen in my life. And if yeah. anybody who's like, oh, no, you got to wait out for this and insert your tropey yeah. language here and there. And I'm like, whatever, bullshit. Yeah. And then you see it and you cannot ever tolerate yeah. or stand for anything less because yeah. it is Absolutely. magic. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. It makes oh. you question kind of all the years I've gone before, right? I... Uh, <laughs> try not to spend a lot of time thinking about it but I'm like holy crap decades of my life thinking yeah. um there's this Plato's wall uh I hope I'm getting this right again on very good authority that there there would be somebody I'm sure who's going to correct my details on this but um Plato's wall is this thing where there's prisoners who are who are shackled and they are made to stare at a wall for their entire lives And they see things like a plate or a spoon or a flower, but they see it not in the actual object. They see the shadow of it against the candlelight that's being reflected on the wall. So what they thought was a rose or they thought was a spoon was actually the reflection of the spoon on the wall. And they're finally let free years and years later, and they finally get to see the rose or the smile of a baby or the spoon in real life. And they realize they've been looking at the shadow reflections their whole life, and now this is finally the thing. And for some of us, when you finally get into this relationship and you can, mm. all, sure, let's call it the happily ever after, the, the, the place where it feels like your safe place, the mm. place where you can construct and grow, um, it feels like I've been staring at a wall for the last 20 years and calling it something and calling it love. Mm. And now I'm actually looking at the thing and I'm like, oh, that's the thing. What I would add to that, though, is often the reason that you've kind of gone through those experiences previously is because you weren't ready to accept and be open to the love that you now have. You've got it. I I wanted to be looking at that wall yeah. and calling it love for decades. Yeah. I wasn't ready to see anything different. Yeah. Oof. Damn. Welcome to a happy ever after. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah's got her little grin like I knew you'd come around to see it my way. <laughs> knew you'd get there in the end. I always do, Sarah. <laughs> Kicking oh. and screaming. Oh. Oh. Would you um, Would you like to move to a question? Yes, please. <laughs> I, think you're gonna, I think you're going to enjoy this one. Oh, yes. It's 
I'm at the end of my tether. My wife is not submissive and she continues to disobey me. What should my next move be? (laughs) Well, if this is a couple that likes a certain dynamic in the bedroom, this is a problem. But um, (laughs) because, you know, um, no, I mean, there's certain submissive and dominating roles. But all jokes aside, okay, there's... If this were taken out of a BDSM context, this is definitely problematic language, right? (laughs) Fair to say. Okay. Yes. What is going on here? What is going on? (laughs) Well, when I read this question, I didn't actually go to the kind of sexual connotations of it all. I went to kind of general day-to-day living. Well, that's you because you're um, normal. (laughs) I'm abnormal. (laughs) And um, so my first response to the what should my next move be is... Stop being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm even surprised that they had the, the gonads to like r- write this and not be self-aware of how much of a dick they're sounding. That was so cute. Yeah. 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 So, hmm, I wonder what this wife is doing with all her transgressions of not being submissive. What exactly Ooh. is meant by not being submissive, I wonder? I think, well, I took this to be kind of like, there's maybe a relationship where, as we kind of said, you know, previously things have been a certain way. They've kind of, you know, always, there's been some toleration, some acceptance, some just kind of like, ah, whatever, I'll just kind of go with it. And then it feels to me like actually now there's been some realization that says, actually, maybe I shouldn't be tolerating this. Maybe this isn't something that's making me happy. Hmm. And there's been a complete change and turnaround in behavior. Hmm. Partner is then kind of like, I don't really know what's happening. This has always worked for us. Mm-hmm. Why would why would my wife be behaving like this? Mm-hmm, but there's mm-hmm. zero, um, I guess, awareness then about what what it is that's kind of going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So clearly, the person asking the question assumes that that's what the wife's role is: is to be yeah. submissive and and uh, listen to uh, commands. There are some people who, for some reason, they reach ripe adulthood and believe that that's the case and Mm. uh, there are some relationships where actually that happens and it works and it is what it is that's their business um probably what the larger problem is here is that it started out one way which means that like we've talked about before but we cannot stop repeating because it's so important when you set a precedent in a relationship the way that you treat somebody else and you allow yourself to be treated is creating a pattern it's not that you can't walk it back one day It just gets very hard when at the start of a relationship, you have a golden opportunity to speak up Mm. for your wants and needs and to say no thank you to things that aren't working for you. Mm. So what we know is that that didn't take place, just like you said, as this relationship kicked off. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think I'd definitely explore with this, with the kind of person asking this question. What is it? Why is it important to you that your wife is submissive? What is it you think that, um, you know, what are you afraid of if, if she isn't? What do you think the outcome is going to be? What do you think you're going to get? So I'd really want to kind of explore that to try and look for some alternative views as to how their relationship could be. And, um, you know, maybe to kind of, um, I guess, just dispel some of the fears or myths that may be there in mm. existence around kind of what the alternative option might bring for them as a couple. Mm. And, mm. you know, and again, it comes down to, I'd ask the question, what's more important? Is it having a, a wife that's submissive and very obedient? Or is it having a kind of 
you know, a full, happy, fulfilling relationship with your partner. Yeah, totally. Which, you know, which one's a priority for you? And, you know, uh, and, and, you know, another thing I would question is, okay, so if, if they said kind of like my priority is to, you know, have a wife who's very obedient and just as she is told, and then kind of, you know, the next kind of stage from that would, would be, okay, if that's not kind of the situation that your wife wants to be in anymore, are you ready to kind of forego the relationship at all cost then? If it's, mm. you know, is it that extreme that it's kind of, it's my way or the highway or we're just not together? How would that then make you feel? Because mm. mm-hmm. sometimes some of that reality of actually, oh, that could mean the end of my relationship can create a whole different view and of the kind of, you know, the situation and start to kind of analyze things in a completely different way. Uh, definitely when faced with the possibility of loss then it starts Mm -hmm. to come into picture of what like how important is the control to you and would you be willing to compromise if on the other side of this was the potential of loss of the entire relationship yeah Yeah. there is probably a role for some therapy here to some extent Mm -hmm. you know because there's a lot of questions that would make me curious which Mm -hmm. may sort of go into therapy land which was where did you first notice the sense of control? When have you felt out of control? What happens to you when you feel out of control? Yeah. Who made you first feel like that? Mm. I'll be the first to stand up to say, I don't have the therapy tools to be able to handle yeah. that Pandora's box if we go in mm. there and we open up a lot of stuff. So maybe there is role for some therapy in this too, because yeah. there's a reason why this person needs to control. Yeah, And I don't know if just a little touch of coaching or mindset shifting is enough. Mm. Yeah. But therapy but therapy might be helpful, but then coaching to allow the couple to redraw the rules. You're allowed yeah. to re-script the rules, but it's just very, very hard in the middle of the of the race. Yeah. Um, not impossible, just uh, it's a real uh, lean on effective communication. Yeah, absolutely. But a question would be like, what are the benefits of changing the dynamic where you know she's not always submissive that Mm. that perhaps you relinquish a little bit of the control what are the benefits to that yeah yeah what you gain Uh, and chances are like oh gosh a little bit of relief a little bit less pressure I don't always have to be on I don't have to be taking accountability for everything all the time I mean because truly speaking if your partner is submissive it's a very it's a it's um it's like I'm constantly being reminded when I'm dancing tango. I'm my, mm. the elder gentlemen who uh, have taken me under their wing are constantly like lighten up, find your frame, and stand on your own axis because I can't keep dragging <laughs> you on the floor. <laughs> You're too heavy. Like, yeah, and that's a very common follower newbie um, mistake is being too mm. heavy. So this question question asker is probably would probably admit like, yeah, she feels kind of heavy because she's always, I'm always needing to carry her or needing to carry the relationship. So there's a benefit to her being able to stand up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what are the first steps for this couple or for this person? There's a lot of kind of exploration, isn't there? Both kind of self and together around kind of what this means, I think. And, um, but again, you know, you've just got to get out and talk about it. You've got to get in a space where you feel comfortable. But I do think this person needs to probably explore some of this themselves because, mm. 
it will have the propensity to go completely horribly wrong to have a conversation where mm. you are only able to kind of be satisfied with one outcome and I get kind of the feeling that mm. this person would only be satisfied with the outcome of everything kind of staying the same yeah. so I think there's a lot of exploration around kind of well, what if it was different how what would I feel comfortable with kind of where's my kind of um you know where's my propensity to kind of shift and change in this mm. and um and how how would I go about that how would I understand that so I think there's yeah there's definitely some self-exploration before mm. there can be a, a space to have a conversation about it I feel mm. like this person is still very kind of rigid in the views mm. this is the way that it should be I'm kind of getting that vibe mm, mm, I think you're right I know you're right hmm tough nut yeah, it's tough. I think it's hard when things change, you know, whether we feel like it's kind of, you know, the way that the the relationship was before was right or not right. It's it's not about that. This is this is a kind of classic case of there's something changing and it's, it feels like it's outside of my control. I feel like I've got kind of no handle on it and that's scary. So I think that's the often there there'll be the emotions that are coming up. True. And like we work through in our core dynamics sort of mm. uh, work with co uh, in, as coaches is mm. the thing that we were probably going to strive towards is the first patch of dry ground is acceptance is we can't yeah. go back. We can't put the genie yeah. back in the bottle. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what happened, yeah. but we're not going back there. So yeah. acceptance of what is, yeah. is one of the crucial first steps here. It is. Yeah. And then closely followed by choice. We talk about choice all the time on the podcast. Mm. You know, what choices have you got in this situation? Mm. You know, let's stop being powerless in situations. Let's face them. Let's get on the front foot and mm. um, set ourselves up for a positive outcome. Mm. Yeah, you've got it. Lots of work ahead, but uh, indeed, that's the definition of being alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Well, I hope when I meet you next that this like beautiful summer has just all of a sudden popped up for August and that. Oh, me too. Uh, yeah. The, you know, you get some of the heat that the rest of the world has been having. I know. Apparently got, the hottest um, July on record and not in the I UK. I know. <laughs> not I've in got an outdoor event coming up and I'm like, if it's like this, I'm not coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to stand around in the pouring rain and the wind. Thank you very much. So yeah, yeah I need, I need some sunshine to head my way. You've got it. Yeah. To the pub it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, well. I think right. it's dinner time for me, my love. It is really indeed. You need to get out mm. and eat. I do. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.